Welcome to Nerd Sports. Today we're going to talk about... I don't want to talk about what we're going to talk about because I know how horrible it is on both our scales. We were talking about it earlier and uh, yeah. But we all will talk about it. The Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, the Cron- yeah the McGregor fight. That that was uh, <laughs> that was <sighs> McGregor just hasn't had the best of luck lately. Now you can say that he's overhyped, that he's all talk, there's no action. Fact of the matter is that the guy has held held belts before. Uh, I mean, he's a good fighter, and you know, and I love. I, I was reading some of the comments on Facebook. Um, you know, after the fight was over, and it and it's and it's funny. You start to see. You know how Facebook always brings out the experts in whatever field after an event happens. Oh no, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, so we started seeing these uh, orthopedic specialists. Uh, we started seeing these MMA experts and all these commentators and all these people with these these uh, really just kind of regurgitated talking points coming out. Like, oh, well, you know, that's the first sign that you know, the fighter's going downhill is when he gets an easy break on his leg. And it's like... Look, no, it wasn't easy The tibia break. is one of the hardest bones in the body. No, what, what had happened... I think, I think what happened was is he overtrained. He had a hairline fracture that he didn't know about. No, that, that was the first kick. He had a hair... He, he got a hairline uh, fracture off of the first kick. Okay. And then what happened after that is during the rumble and tumble and everything, after the second kick, that's when it broke, and it just, I, 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 I legitimately, I was going to throw up in a freaking trash can. It was just, I was like, oh, da, 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 it, it was like, oh, this is a good fight, this is a good fight, this is a good oh, God! Yeah, I mean, anytime you see those types of injuries when they're happening on real time, and we're in real time on TV, you, you're just like, oh, did that just happen? And then they play it over and over and over. Yes. I mean, I I was like, okay, I'll... Because I was doing due diligence this weekend because I didn't have anything else better to do. So I was like, oh, yeah, the Conor McGregor fight was this weekend. A lot of the Drinker brothers were talking about it. Uh, and they went down to Las Vegas to go see it. That was one thing uh, I really want to do is, is just do our cast at a sporting event. That seems very... Very interesting. Uh, the other thing that happened that uh, is a, I guess it's it's a new basketball league that uh, Ice Cube. <laughs> okay. You 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 might laugh, but it's what it is. It's uh. Is it one of these three on three leagues? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's usually that. That's you, his you, league. Yeah. Well, if you look back. A lot of hip-hop artists, a lot of rap artists, um, a lot of music mogul-type people, they'll start those those street ball leagues. And they may seem like they're going to stick around for a while at first, but they're going to be like everything else. The NBA is going to get in on it, and they're going to be like, yeah, this is not something that we want, and then they're going to bury it. Well, a lot of the players for the three-on-three are actual legitimate old players or... Not really old players, but... Uh, players who don't have jobs currently? Uh, more of a... Like, there's a couple of them that uh, basically uh, didn't have a good break. Yeah. And then they went to this, and they're like, 
all stars. Yeah, well. But they also have like the uh, some of the coaches are from the women's league, so it, it's it's an interesting uh, way for basketball. If he, if he does it right and he keeps the NBA's fingers out of the pie, I think he'll be okay. Oh, he'll, yeah. he'll last for at least a couple of seasons. But um, the the big thing, um, the Major League Baseball All Star Game, was uh, Tuesday night. The American League won again, uh, five to two over the National League. Um, there was a lot of things that stood out. Um, the uniforms, ugly. Oh my God! On a, on a scale of ugly to atrocious, I think they ranked probably heavier towards the atrocious side. Oh, this is the the. Well, traditionally, they've always played in their uniforms, you know, in their home team's uniforms. And, you know, anybody that would be following it, you know, anybody that knows anything about baseball is going to know, okay, well, the American League's up to bat, so the guys with the helmets on. And they know what teams are American versus National League. And, but Well, they still have their team logo on it. It's just uh, once on the side and – the rest of the players. I just didn't like them. I didn't like them. You're oversimplifying it. You're you're making it a, into a spectacle, and it's like, what's the point here? Why? Yeah. What, I mean, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? I, I didn't agree with them. I didn't like the uniforms. Um, the home run derby. Peter God, Lonzo. those those jerseys are freaking expensive. Yeah, yeah, they are. And it's just because they're all star jerseys. It's a hundred. It's I, I guarantee it's like a hundred. Uh, there's some of them that are selling for four hundred. Yeah, yeah. They, they will. But um, the Home Run Derby, Pete Alonzo won back-to-back. Uh, they, didn't have, they didn't have an All-Star game last season, so obviously 2020 was just kind of like a, a little asterisk mark there. But, and uh, for people, viewers or listeners, actually, that are listening on Apple and uh, Spotify, uh, I'll post this on the Facebook page of the uh, League stuff for our two podcast listeners, I guess. <laughs> right, yeah, but um, you know we got the trade deadline coming up uh, for Major League Baseball, so you know there's going to be a lot of hot stove comment, you know, um, stories out there. Uh, the, the 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 Cubs are rumored to be one of these teams that are just going to blow everything up, and they're they're going to go through a rebuild, so they're going to start trading away some of their bigger pieces for prospects and things of that nature. Um, uh, but uh, no, with the home run derby, the Major League Baseball decided to do something for the fans for a change. Because uh, Colorado, when they opened up Coors Field at the very beginning, when mm-hmm. the Rockies first became a team, the balls were flying out of that park left and right. And they couldn't figure out why. And then somebody finally decided to get the, the, the bright idea of putting a humidor at the ballpark to store baseballs in. So that way... You know the balls would be heavier, or they you know they would fly at that altitude like they would at a normal altitude style you know ballpark. But uh, for the home run derby, they didn't juice the balls or anything like that. They just pulled them out of the box, put them in a pitcher's basket, uh, you know, a batting practice basket, and then just let the batting practice pitchers just toss them. So the balls weren't you know humidified or whatever it was that they go through. And these balls were absolutely getting demolished. Uh, Pete oh, he, Alonzo, he, he plays for the Mets. And he was a rookie a few years ago. He, you're talking about the home run derby? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 
Because yeah, um, that was another thing that I know that was supposed to be going on this weekend, too. Yeah, I mean, he hit these home runs that were like 500-plus feet. And it was just – it was a fun thing to watch. Uh, you know, I, I I watched a little bit of it. The, the one thing that stuck out the most, and I feel kind of like an asshole for it, but then again, I really don't, but uh, Shohei Otani, he was uh, – he participated in the home run derby, and he was actually the number one seed. Right? He mm-hmm. was he was projected to win. Um, <laughs> he got bounced in the first round. Um, you know, yeah, he was. That was yeah, yeah. That Juan, was so Juan Soto, yeah, Juan Soto uh, from from Washington Nationals took care of him in the first round, but uh, and Pete uh, Alonso. Pete Alonso won it for the second time yeah. in a row. Um, he, he beat Trey Mancini. Now, the story about Trey Mancini, the way that the reason why that that's such a feel-good story is that Trey Mancini, this is his first season back after beating cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, he didn't play at all last year, and I think he missed part of the 2019 season as well because he was diagnosed with cancer, and he immediately started doing chemo treatments and everything like that and went into remission. And, um, I mean, he's putting up pretty decent numbers, uh, which is – Kind of not sort of saying a whole lot. It, I mean, it's not really saying a whole lot considering who he plays for, but because uh, he plays for Baltimore, and Baltimore just they're they've got a death grip on last place in the American League East. But um, but but the thing, the thing about the All Star Game <coughs> is that there are no professional sports scheduled for the day before, the day of, or the day after the All Star Game. I mean, when the All-Star game for baseball is being played, the entire sports universe looks at Major League Baseball. I mean, that's supposed to be their Midsummer Classic. And, you know, I mean, the, the fan, you know, it, but the game to me just, it, it's kind of taken on the same legitimacy as, a, as it's like, say, the Pro Bowl for the NFL. I mean, yeah, these guys, they want to show up and they want to represent the league. They want to they show up and put on a show for the fans. But there's no meaning for the game. It used to be that the winner of the All-Star game got, you know, that league got to host the World Series. And then the commissioner of baseball and held with this infinite wisdom uh, decided that he was going to go for, you know, the, the, the team with the best record overall for the regular season. That league was going to host it. And you know it put more emphasis or more emphasis on on winning during the regular season. Uh, they're they're proposing more rule changes, which I agree with some of them. Uh, like for example, getting rid of the uh, seven inning doubleheader games. I just think that's just dumb. Like yeah, let's shorten the game because we've got two games to play. Who cares, right? Play two nine inning games. It's the way we've done it for over 150 years. There's no reason why we need to change that, right? But um, uh, starting the second, you know, the extra innings with a man on second, uh, they're going to do away with that. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless and I think that that's a good thing because while the extra, while, while the, uh, the the runner in scoring position to start the extra innings with helped uh, speed things along, and it, and it kind of all but took out the possibility of these 14, 15, 16-inning games. For years, we've had games like that. 
for years we've had games like that. And it's up to these professional athletes to get out there and make things happen. And, it, and to me, it takes out a lot of the managerial you know, strategy uh, when you have that extra runner because now you're not as reliant on your bullpen. You can put in your short-term aces for three batters, you know. Uh, whereas with these extended games, it really puts a tax on, on, on the bullpen. It, it makes the bullpens a premium. And you really have to... You know, you really have to you really have to pitch as opposed to just trying to blow stuff by these guys. Yeah. Um, and another thing that they're uh, looking at trying to get rid of is uh, putting a limit on or banning altogether these defensive shifts. Where if you're looking at the camera angles that are back behind home plate and you see these, you know, you see where the third baseman's supposed to be over there on the left field line, he's all the way over where the shortstop's supposed to be, and then you've got four or five different. Uh, you know, infielders on the right side of the diamond, you know, or vice versa, depending on who's up to bat. And I, I why are they me, doing that? Well, it, it, it's to take away it, it's it's uh, it's to take away these like seeing eye singles and seeing eye doubles and stuff like that. These little dribblers that kind of shoot the gaps a little bit, or sometimes these blue pits. And by blue pits, I'm talking about stuff that gets that falls just beyond the reach of the infielders. Um, you know, for example, you'll have the second baseman. If he's playing in the shift, he's playing on he's playing shallow right field. And so, even if even if a ball gets past the you know the the first line of infielders, if it gets past the first baseman, all the first baseman's got to do he's got to go down cover first, and the second baseman's there in the outfield to pick up this ball and throw the runner out. And I, I think that. They, they depend too heavily on that defensive shift. Yeah, it, it relies on the hitters to try to learn how to hit the ball the other way. But the, the defenses and teams have become more and more reliant on the shift to take away base hits from these hitters. And it really doesn't – I mean, to me, the only, only people that, it, that, that used to tr- traditionally have shifted were the outfielders. Like, you know, like, if you get in there for, like, one of these beer league type uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, softball league games, right? You get somebody like me who's a southpaw, and you're like, oh, he's a lefty, you know, and then they all move towards right field because most, you know, most people, especially left-handers, they pull to that side, right? And that's fine. Do that. If you're going to shift, shift your outfielders because, I mean, they, they've got more ground to cover, so they're the ones that need to move around. But position players on the infield, they need to stay the hell home. I mean, they need to stay where they're at. I mean, they need to stay where they're assigned to play. And to me, that's more of a heads-up <coughs> style baseball. So I agree with them removing – the defensive shifts, or at the very least, limit the number of defensive shifts that you can employ per game. Um, you know, maybe because two don't or three. they want don't don't they want everybody to at least play in the All Star game that's on the team, or just not sh- not say they showed up to the All Star team? Well, the All Star team is decided on mostly by fan vote. Yeah. So. 
the fans vote people onto the all-star team, and then the managers that are managing those teams have the option of selecting a player from their team to take with them okay. that otherwise wouldn't have been on the all-star team. But generally speaking, yes, you will if you if you are if you make it to the all-star team, you will play in that game. Um, and so. You know, I, they need to figure out a way to give the All-Star game a little bit more of a meaning. You know, make it more of an important type game. I'm not saying that these players are kind of just, you know, throwing it out there. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, they're not, they're not phoning it in. Because, I mean, you really can't phone it in when you're playing baseball. You just, you, you can't. I mean, without it being too completely obvious that that's what you're doing. Um, you know, like you would see... Somebody not hauling, you know, not running it out down the first baseline, and it, it just you you need to you need to be a hundred percent on your effort all the time when you're out there on that diamond, when you're out there on that field playing that game. So I mean, the guys that make this All Star team, they know what it, they they know that it's important because at the end of their at the end of their career, I mean. You'll, you'll see, like, World Series champion, MVP, Rookie of the Year. You'll see, you know, how many gold gloves they won, how many Silver Slugger awards that they've won. You'll see how many times that they were selected to the All-Star team. And these are some of the measuring, uh, some of the metrics that they're measured on when it, when it comes to their Hall of Fame considerations. So, um, you know, there's going to be some rule changes that are going to come down. Uh, I, the one thing I really want them to stay away from is – automating the strike or the strike zone because you take that away you're going to take away some of the drama you're going to take away some of the suspense and you're going to take away that human element from behind the plate because those umpires they're humans you know just like just like everybody else out on that field they're going to make mistakes they're going to have a bad call um unless you're people like angel hernandez when he just makes a career out of bad calls and then wants to you know say that it's everybody else's fault but i digress um this is this just happened uh a couple of li- last night but it's being reported on today this morning uh <clears throat> NFL's Richard Sherman taken down by a canine and fight with cops before arrested uh, police say uh th- we actually were talking about this up at uh up at my job and he was, and it confused me because he was arrested for burglary, uh, burger, uh, burglary. Man, <laughs> my dyslexia hit up high on that one. Don't worry, and, man. I can never say that word either. Burglary. Bur- see, there we go. See, okay. And domestic violence. Scotch, scotch, scotch. So basically, basically, what in my realm of thinking is he broke into his ex-wife's house, beat the crap out of her, and stole some shit. Well, then good. He needed to get bit. And arrested. Yeah. Well, okay. This, this is what's funny. He did. This is so trashy. You can't say it's white trash or ghetto trash or anything. It's just just trashy, because it's. He even when he ran for the cops, he hit a a, a thing on the uh, a barrier. He yeah. hit a barrier, and then from what it's saying here, he decided to. Park it in a garage after all of his tires, or well, most of the tires on the vehicle, were destroyed, uh, and they were basically completely worn off. It basically, 
it was the old cops after a long speed chase and he basically was keep on going on a rim and all you have sparks flying and everything so it wasn't an oj uh speed chase it was it was the regular trashy speed chase yeah well he got denied bail so he's still sitting in jail yeah well the dog bit him in his legs so i hope he tore him up i mean he was oh no okay 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 he was trying to break into a family member's home in richmond washington before his arrest on wednesday morning uh, this occurred to law enforcement. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, Redmond Police Department spokesperson told TMZ that the incident all went down at about two in the morning. They showed up to the or to the residents in the Redmond area after receiving a call from the occupants inside the home and claimed a family member who did not live there was trying to break in. Uh, when they arrived on the scene, they identified Sherman as the suspect and claimed he became uncooperative and combative during questioning. He allegedly fought the cops so much that they were told that the canine was deployed to take take him down and help bring him into custody. Well, he ran. Yeah. Um, cops say he was taken to the hospital to be looked at for possible injuries before he was eventually booked at the county jail. Um, he crashed his vehicle into a cement barrier on the highway and then advanced on foot. And so, yeah, so it says as of right now that the has that the jail records show that he is still sitting in jail, and the timestamp on this is the fourteenth, which is today. Yeah. So yeah, he's still sitting in there. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he's got a team, not a team lawyer, but he's got a lawyer out there that. Well, they denied him bail, so I mean, there's he's not getting out, so they're no. gonna they're gonna hold him. Um. Yeah, he, his career's over. So, you know. I don't know. Well, yeah, this is true. The I mean, NFL, look what Michael Vick, he destroyed, like, dogs in a fighting ring, and well, they brought him back. I can't remember. He's going to, he, he, what, what's going to happen is he's going to get arrested. He's going to go serve a little bit of jail time, or may not serve any kind of jail time. He's going to be suspended from uh, NFL. After he served his time, he's going to go back. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll take you off now after everybody's forgotten. There's a guy in uh, NBA right now. I forget his name. But he legitimately uh, beat his wife. I mean, there's even a a wife beater in the uh, UFC. Yeah. I mean, on something like this, they just don't. I'm not. I'm not saying you know that all should be forgiven if they serve their time and everything like that. No, because they're going to be making big time bucks. It's basically people like that should be like shunned. They should. You know, we got we got drug abusers, we got wife beaters, and then until Aaron Hernandez went went all Jeffrey Epstein. Well, I say that because Aaron Hernandez actually did kill himself. Um, oh yeah, you know it. He didn't. What what time frame are we on? Okay, I'm good. Uh, basically, <laughs> he got he got embarrassed for sucking dick. No, no, he. he well, 
Yeah, well, you because talking he about those people that he sucked yeah, the dick off you, of. You, you, yeah, you're talking about Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. There was rumors that went everyone around that he was gay. And... No, it wasn't. No fucking rumors. He legitimately. Pump the brakes there, Fox and Friends. Don't, he legit, don't, don't, he legitimately, don't come at me like that. I was saying that there was rumors of it that were later proven. But no, you had to jump in because you Hell think yeah, that somehow you've no. got some kind. You, I know something he doesn't. Dude. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was, it's, it's just how he did it. Okay, and like I was going to say, but that's all right. You know, it's all good. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have your little moment in the sun. So yeah. Okay, okay. What was really messed up with this whole thing is he took him out. Uh, he was hiding away. He put him out into a construction ri- uh, site, did the deed with another man, and then killed him. You know what? Maybe we should do the next episode of Psychos and Sociopaths on uh, him. Aaron Hernandez? No, yes. man. Because um, <laughs> we'd be sitting there doing a profile about a murderer and a sports episode would break out. No, we need to keep that stuff separate. <laughs> I think they have a, like a, a, a law against uh, separation and everything. Yeah, you know, I mean, if it's good enough for the for Major League Baseball to move an entire All-Star game based on some false bullshit, I'm going to employ the same logic here. Fine. All right. Fine. All right. Whatever. Whatever. Anyways, now here's another interesting thing. This is happened July 4th, and uh, it just popped up on my radar. It, 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 and it's kind of strange. I've been, I've been peering at this. And basically, her name is Yana Skozova. It's really weird that I can speak Russian pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was released from police custody on July 4th. And the reason why is because they were doing an investigation on uh, organized fraud and sport corruption. And she was released. Uh, She was shocked and rejected charges of crime. She was never committed these accusations harming her reputation and everything. And it, in all uh, reality, this is in different countries and everything like that. So uh, she is allowed to leave uh, France according to sports corru- uh, corruption, which is punishable for by five years in mm-hmm. prison and 500,000 euros, 600,000 American. Uh, fine. She was suspected of fraud as part of an organized group. Under this article, she's faced up the. Fi- uh, she could face up, it, it, but she was acquitted on all these charges. I'm, I'm saying all this stuff, but she was acquitted of all these charges. Mm-hmm. She has nothing to do with this stuff. It's just, it's like they just don't have anything uh, else better to do on this one. Yeah, it's it's just strange. I mean, for for. You know, it's funny because it's like the the week started off with a very promising, <laughs> a promising um, um, I mean, it, I mean, we had we had the McGregor fight, we had the All Star game. Richard Sherman gets arrested for being a knucklehead. Yeah, which I you know, and honestly, that happened this morning though. But this week is getting strange. And I'm going to take, um, this is going to be my hot take on it. 
I didn't really like Richard Sherman to begin with. I thought he was he was a defensive player version of Terrell Owens. Okay. Okay. I kind of had a feeling that it was only a matter of time before he did something stupid like this. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, uh. it's one of those things that you just look at a person. And he's like, huh, this person's trashy. Yeah, exactly. But um, well, let me see here. The Olympics are coming up. Yeah, what, the Olympics are next week? Yeah, they're next week. Um, the only thing I'm the, even remotely... There is another thing the there... The only, only thing I'm remotely interested in watching as far as the Olympics are going to be concerned is the baseball tournament. I mean, honestly. That's just because baseball keeps getting taken in and out of the Olympics because the IOC can't make up their mind as to whether or not it's an actual sport, but yet they're going to include things like skateboarding. Yeah, well, they were looking at the numbers for people that are wanting to watch the All Star, uh, the Olympics, mm -hmm. and like all things that are on uh, TV nowadays, uh, they're going down. Yeah, cable it, TV is obsolete. And I said this for years. Well, the it, cable TV is going to go obsolete. Yeah, and I don't think it's so much the fact that it's cable TV. I think that's the fact that it's the the NBC networks. So it's like. People, when they watch sports, they just want to watch sports. We talked about this last or last time uh, on our last episode. People watch sports. They want to watch sports. They don't want political commentary mixed in. Even we, though we're, we, we, it, and it's so easy to get into that trap. We do it all the time. It is, time but NBC makes it a point. Well, they so they does, make it a point. So does uh, sports news. But yeah, I mean, hell, even even ESPN even does it. Yeah, but. What was their main show? Sports Center. Sports Center. Yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time on Sports. Yeah, and I and I don't watch Sports Center anymore. I don't. I I could care less. I mean, the only time that I might watch it is if, uh, like maybe Kenny Maines. Oh no, Kenny Maines is retiring. But uh, Eric uh, uh, Eric Van Pelt, I think his name is, the bald headed guy. I, I like him. So I mean, I might watch it every once in a while. Scott Van Pelt, thank you. Um, hello, Brain. But, uh, you know, it... I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Personally, uh, in the sports world, um, last week, took my boys to Houston to visit my girlfriend and uh, took everybody to the Astros game on Tuesday. How was that? Or you were saying that the... Wednesday the, night. The, Wednesday night. You were saying that the uh, uh, stadium was different. But was it didn't we... Night, did we night, yeah. Didn't we look up that it was, uh, well, it was by me, the same well, designer? I think the same architects did design both parks, but it, to me, maybe it's because I think Globe Olympics. Life Field is so close to Cowboy Stadium, AT&T Stadium, that they were trying to make it look like the Death Star down in Arlington. It's to me, Globe Life Field is just—I mean, it has a, it has, it has aesthetically, it has its its perks. Yeah. But they're far few and in between, it, coupled with the obscure, uh, uh, the obstructed view seating, which to me just makes it a horrible ballpark. But going into Minute Maid Park, uh, I mean, it's literally tucked into downtown Houston, and from the outside, it's a great looking park. It's all brick. There's not a lot of steel on it, and what steel is very functional, 
very deliberately placed, it's very structural, right? Mm -hmm. But walking in, first and foremost, this it's a beautiful park on the inside. It really is. Um, the, the, the acoustics in that park are pretty good. And we had seats initially in the 400 level. Do they do concerts in that park? I think they do. But the, the one thing that I do did notice right off the bat that Minute Maid has over Globe Life Field uh, in Arlington is the fact that Glo or Minute, uh, Minute Maid has natural grass. Globe Life is just all AstroTurf. And I think that that's just lazy on the part of the, of the city of Arlington. But um, not that I got to worry about anybody from Arlington city government listening to the show. But if they do, hey, you know what? You guys missed the ball on that one. You screwed the pooch. But uh, Minute Maid Park is in Houston. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in no way, shape, form, or fashion am I ever going to become an Astros fan. Um, me and my two boys, we, we, we represented Boston. I mean, and Boston wasn't even playing. They were playing the Oakland A's. And we wore our Red Sox gear on. We just did not care. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, most most parks. Uh, it's just one of those things that I f forget that most parks, they use it for other things. Like uh, they had a, the 2020 Royal uh, Rumble. Yeah, I mean, but still, you can, w even yeah, with a natural grass, like nice. Fenway Park, it's an outdoor park. They have natural grass, obviously. So when they have How concert events there, they cut they, they roll the sod back. They they remove the field. For people to go onto the you know, down on that level to you know, to have like floor seats. So it's possible. That's something that's very obtainable, something that you can do. It's a manageable thing. It's been done. But Minute Maid Park is um, That's why. Minute Maid Park is a really cool park, man. I mean, even from the four hundred level, which is the nosebleed seats. Dude, the view was great. It really was. Um, and then they're generally generally speaking, after the fourth inning, if there's empty seats, you know, scattered around the park, you know, you can come down from your nosebleed seats and you can take seats other places, and, you know, just as long as you don't try to get down to the 100 level, uh, <laughs> which we did. We, we, we went down one too many flights of escalators and we were like, oh, well, I think we went down one too many levels. And uh, notice that there was the section over there by uh, by the, by the left field corner down the third baseline, mm -hmm. right down there by the foul pole. There was no usher, so we were like, "Yeah, the worst has happened. The worst that'll happen is that they tell us to go back to our seats, and then we just go up one level and you know just find some seats there." But we sat there for the rest of the game from about the fifth inning on. We we sat down on the first level, and dude, I'm telling you, man, those seats are amazing. Was that more cushion one like no, seat just, row? No, just 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 the just the view. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, I'm yeah. looking at the seats right now because I, I was just curious. I'm looking at the seats right now. It's like, what the hell is he talking about? The seats are great. I mean, they just look like ballpark seats. Yeah, I mean, the seats are. I mean, just 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 the the angle that you can view the game, the the yeah, your proximity to the field, uh, just. Being able to hear, you know, the sights, the sounds, just, uh, you know, you, you, you can, you know, we got to see a really great play. Um, Brantley, he plays uh, for Houston. He's their left fielder. Um, Oakland had the bases loaded, and there was nobody out. Uh, 
it should have been just a routine sacrifice fly where you know the ball gets hit far enough, far enough out into the outfield, the outfielder catches it, the runner that's on third can tag by touching the base, and then he can try to score on the play. Brantley comes in and he charges the ball. He catches it on the run, takes two steps, and just uncorks this strike. The pitcher is standing in between. He's standing. He's standing in the in the path of the ball, mm-hmm. and he just lets it go right by him. Uh, their catcher receives the the throw, and tags the runner out for a double play. It was a great play. Um, and as much as I dislike the Astros, that was a good play. I mean, that's one of those you got to tip your hat to them. Um, uh, I mean, it, it looked like it was going to be a back and forth kind of a game uh, for a while there. I, I swear to God, I think the mic is picking up like uh, stuff from what we were talking about because this came up on my thing. Okay. Google Chrome, Rush Limbaugh's final final net worth left from his family in tears. Because oh, we were talking about Rush Limbaugh. Yes, because if you can notice. For those of you who have are watching on YouTube, there's a golden microphone back there. Rush Limbaugh, Il Rushbaugh, talked. He did his show, the Rush Limbaugh show, from a golden microphone at, 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 at his studios in, in Florida. So yeah, well, let me see here. Let me let me see. Did it okay, so what's the, the name of the article here? Uh, uh hold on. Let me let me copy and paste it. The, no net worth. Okay, here we go. It's just doing the net worth of okay. all this stuff. Oh on Snopes? Yeah. I hate that website. Oh, we're the fact checkers, yes, but they're a very left leaning fact checker. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. That left his family in tears. Okay. I had to click like 50 different things just to find his. I hate those. Um, let me see here. It's to the point when I, after like three of them, I'm like, uh, this is the reason why we need to get like uh, uh, producers. Okay, yeah, see, all right, so. It's one of those articles that's Two just... pages claimed that he was worth $8 million, while the third page said the figure was $10 million. Uh, let me see here. For as for Limbaugh's actual net worth, the real figure was not made public. A number of websites have mentioned the amount around $600 million, which I would believe to be more accurate. I mean, because the guy had a syndication deal. He used to have a TV show. He's a, an author, so he's got several books that were out there. Uh, yeah, but if you got to think, ten million dollars should like it sets you up. It does, but with a person, this you know, with, with with the presence, the size that Rush Limbaugh had, you'd be surprised. He. That's like Stanley. Stanley. He had a lot. He had a lot of lucrative deals. Well, oh, that's like what I was telling somebody. Uh, they were saying that I was like. Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Elon Musk, $260 billion. Uh, 
he's like, oh, the he-, he has that all that money. I was like, I can tell you right now, he probably has in his account maybe a third of it. Yeah, maybe a third of it. You know, and most of the most of what what this calculation is actually up up for is all of his properties, uh, stuff that he could liquidate. And even they're just like us. Whenever they buy something big, they still have to get it on credit. Yeah. Though they don't buy it right out what a lot of people think. No. Like, oh, they just they just threw money at it. It's like, no, that's not what happened. No, they've they've got to finance <coughs> that. They're they're making payments just like us, just their checkbooks just a little bit bigger. Yeah. I was like, uh who was it? Matt Best. Uh, I looked at his his stuff one day. It was like three million dollars. I was like, and this is when I was at, uh, talked to him at attack. I was like, how 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 false are those uh, uh, net worth things? You think? He's like, I just wish I had the money that they they say I have, because I could use it right now. <laughs> My he okay. He bought he. He, he's telling me that his wife was pissed the fuck off because he bought like a six thousand uh, dollar predator outfit. It was for I mean, I told him it was like, why didn't you write that off? I mean, it, it, she, she did you not tell her that you could write it off as a business expense? It's like, oh oh yeah, you can do that right. I was like, yeah, because you put it on a film, dude. Oh yeah, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Your company's a hundred million dollars, dude. And he's See, like, they're knuckleheads yeah. just like we are. They, man. they are, and they say this all the time. That's what. Uh, what's really funny is, and when you talk to these people, it is, it is so refreshing that because it doesn't take a genius to make a million dollars. I guess and I fell asleep that day in class. We both did. We we really we really screwed the pooch on that one, but it just takes uh, tenacity and uh, force of will to make yeah. it happen. I mean, uh, like, uh, and we're, we're going to talk about this on our uh, Sunday show on what the hell, because we're going to go over all the stuff that we want want to happen and wish for. Basically, uh, yeah. I did it in quotations of you. And, if you watch the YouTube channel, watching watching one hand, or want one hand, should the other tell me which one fills up first? Yeah, yeah, but it, it it's basically less uh, trying to because I didn't ask like I was talking to uh, Ross Patterson, uh, the one of the uh, main hosts for uh, Drinking Bros, mm-hmm. and the and if you I mean even Joe Rogan's if you look at the evolution of his show, he literally had this. I mean, actually, we have more than he did starting out. Yeah. A lot of what Joe Rogan get, got and acquired from his humble beginnings was his name. Yeah. So, you know, until we can find a game show where we ask people to eat buffalo dicks for $500,000. Or no, the purses weren't even that big. They were like, what, fifty grand? No, it was lower than that. It was like ten grand. Oh yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, I, I'm, adjusted I for inflation, at, it might be fifty thousand today. Because I look at those game shows, and you're thinking, oh, they're they're doing some ridiculous stuff for some big money, and you're like, they're getting five thousand dollars. They're getting what? Dude just got hit in the balls. 
for five thousand? I mean, I'd do it. It's I mean, one five thousand. Five thousand. One of those things. I mean, it's 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 the twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Yeah, it's the twenty dollars. Yeah, it's the twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Uh, uh, <laughs> just like yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, but it's like. I don't know, man. I mean, it's it, like these—they find people without any dignity. I mean, I don't have dignity; I'd still do it. But, and and what's even funnier than that is game shows right now are on the hype because it doesn't take that much time to do them. No, uh, they do. I mean, uh, like uh, <clears throat> uh, Jeopardy. They still had Alec Trebek, and he died like three months before. Yeah, they've still got shows that they filmed for him in the can. So, I mean, like, I think the last episode that he's going to be on is supposed to air this summer, if it hadn't already. I could be wrong on that. I think it aired already because they had a lot of guest hosts. They did. They did. They have. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, LeVar Burton, who we know is Jordy LaForge. Yeah, both of them, uh, LeVar uh, LeVar Burton is in the lead for Jeopardy. Yeah, I mean, I really hope he gets it because, I mean, he, I think he's a cool guy, but... Um. <laughs> How can you not like the Reading Rainbow guy? Yeah, right? Yeah, go read a fucking book. <laughs> yeah, they should have done that. You know, but... That would have been awesome. Yeah. That would be funny as a kid. It's like, what are you doing? I'm reading a fucking book. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fuck you, I'm reading a book. <laughs> I'm on a vacation. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a trip. Yeah, where are you going? Um, well, normally I would say your mom, but <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm going to a faraway land called Middle Earth. You know, it's like, yeah. no, how are you getting there? I'm reading a book, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. God. But yeah, um, so we can get the, get the nerd portion of the show in. Uh, this trip that we took last week with my boys we went to Johnson Space Center. Oh yeah, yeah. Visited that. That was pretty cool. I man. love your I love your keychain though. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not big on putting shit on my keychain, dude. Like at all. I'm, I, I'm not either. But I saw this and I'm like I had to get it. So for those of you who can't see it because um, you're not watching it on YouTube, it's a it's, it's a red tag. It says remove uh, before flight. So I'm gonna put it up on the camera here real quick. Uh, so I'm gonna see if you can get a shot of that right there. But. Uh, I saw that man. I was like, you know what? I gotta get that because that's pretty cool. Because other, otherwise, I've just got, I've got the carabiner and I've got a Lego minifig for Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, past that, dude. It's you know, I I don't want to walk around and feel like a janitor. You know. Oh. Um. And besides that, whenever you put your key in the ignition, if you got like some of these women's keychains that I've seen, holy crap, dude. There's a wonder. There's it's it's a wonder that their ignition cylinders haven't fallen out. But. Uh, uh, I've seen some of those, man. No, my dad's the world's worst, though. I'm sure. Have you seen his keys? I think I have. It's just like a ball. Yeah. Like the uh, the size of like a grapefruit. It's all his keys. I was like, Dad, what do you have? What is this? Is this? I was like, don't explain it to me. Don't need it. Don't care. Just why do you have that many? He's like, well, in case I need them. Yeah. Okay, fine. You're the one that's going to walk around and be a chiropractor's dream when you come in to get adjusted. But uh, I went to Johnson Space Center. When you pull into the parking lot, they've got a uh, Falcon 9 rocket mm-hmm. that, that's been used, that's laid out on display. Um, the first thing that you really notice, though, is... Oh, did you get to see the uh, new uh, low subsonic uh, jet? No. Because um, when we got there, the way that they do it is you have to 
it's kind of like Legoland where you buy tickets and you have to pick a time slot to go, but then they charge you extra stuff. They charge you extra to do like the uh, tram tours and then they've got different parts of it. They've got, uh, the the blue tour is the one that you want to go on because that's the one that's got the astronaut training center on. Okay. Um, We just, we we got there kind of late in the day and we, we didn't know that you had to do that. And by the time we tried to get the tram tour, they were like, oh, well, the blue one's all sold out. We were like, yeah, now nah, we're good. But they've got a they've got the full-size 747. Uh, with you should a, have took the baseball back that you got from uh, the ballpark and said, that slot's about to be open. No, no, because then I would have been arrested. Because NASA Na- NASA is a government agency, dude, and I don't want to catch no federal charges. I'm sorry. I just, Are you afraid they're going to throw you in space? Hey, if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they're gonna airlock. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that 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 there's a group of areas? Because me and Mike talked about the. Uh, At best, they gamma. would put you in that vacuum chamber. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. <clears throat> but they've got that full size 747 there, with a mock up, a full size mock up of a shuttle. Now, I think that this is one of the greater travesties in in in, in the world is that Johnson Space Center in Houston, home of NASA didn't get one of the retired shuttles. No, they had to build this mock-up. Now, they, they put actual, like, ceramic tiles on the outside of this bird. And it's cool, because, I mean, it's full-size. You get to, it's called Independence Plaza. So you go uh, in an elevator. You can go all the way to the top, or you can walk around in the cargo bay. Uh, you can sort of kind of walk around in the crew cabin. And then you go down, and you can walk around inside the 747. Um, and then you can walk underneath the aircraft, too, because, I mean, it's fully assembled, tails, wings, engines, the whole nine yards, it's all there. And it's just really kind of cool. Uh, it just, it's massive in size, dude. It's just, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Plus the fact that you're way up there, you know, you just kind of like, you feel really dwarfed by it all, you know. But uh, they've got the International Space Station Center uh, uh, display set up there. Um, they've got a lunar lander, or lunar module hanging from the ceiling in the visitor center. Uh, they've got the Apollo 17 capsule still on display. They've still got the moon rock that you can touch, but it's, we know got, it's fake. They got so many people that have gotten their oils and nasty dick beater fingers all over that thing. It's you ever hear the, 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 I don't know if this is true or not. This is something I heard in the, uh, that they gave, uh, I think it's Amsterdam, not Amsterdam, but, uh, Norway or, uh, Sweden, a moon rock, and they did an analysis, and it wasn't real. I didn't hear that, and that's gonna—that's just these people wearing their tinfoil hats saying that we didn't actually land on the moon. Yeah, I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I did think you we ever, actually did land. Have on you ever taken your kids to the uh, uh, plane museum down in Dallas? No, I haven't. Um, it's actually me and my dad went because they had—they had—we had the uh, God words are not working for me today. The uh, honor flight mm-hmm. uh, reunion type deal yeah. where you, you come back and you just talk to the people that you met. Uh, but it's right next to the uh, Gulfstream uh, G5, uh, the Gulfstream. Uh, uh, where, where they build them? Or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's right next to that. And oh my, Lanta it is so interesting. Yeah, I said it. I, someone got me stuck on it. I'm freaking saying. No, I'm impressed. I, I, I All my Lanta, I'm like. Hello, the 1980s called. They want their commercial. No, back. I watched The Ringer. Um, okay. Um, you know. Yeah, with uh, Miss Kevin Bacon in it. Yeah. 
and uh, well, it was it was really interesting. And it, it, they had Kara Sedgwick. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. I still love that one part. It's like we fucking got ice cream. <laughs> it, but, yeah, but it it's it, interesting because it has all the uh, aeronautical stuff that we've accomplished. And it, and if you think about it, we've it's only been a hundred years. Yeah, from from the time. Or no, two hundred. No, no, it's, it's been a hundred years. So from the time that we took off at Kitty Hawk the, for for the very first time to the time that we landed on the moon, it's roughly about a hundred years. Yeah, but. And it only took us like what forty years to make it to the moon. Yeah, once we started putting our backs into it, yeah. yeah. Um, but forty or fifty. Well, it's amazing what you get what, what you could get accomplished when you've got a, a, a major superpower in the world that's trying to beat you there, and you want to be the first ones. But were um, they a really superpower though? The Russians. Yeah, yeah, they were. You know, it's that whole after the wall fell. I mean, a, they made a, a movie of of. Of how much well in the '60s they, they were still relevant, man. I mean, come on. But you know, it. it I loved. I mean, I had been there once before, 26 years ago. But you know, this the like a month or two before I shipped off for basic training. Um, my dad, my mom and dad took us down there to to visit my grandparents when they were still living down there. Um, so we went there and we did the whole tour, of the training facilities and everything, and. and I loved it, and I was like, that's something I wanted my boys to experience. And so we did that. Um, took my boys to the beach for the very first time. They both got sunburned because they didn't want to come out of the water. They didn't um, get sunburned. They got fried. Yeah, You well, cooked your kids. Colin, Colin got fried, yeah. but uh, you, you basically cooked your kids. Oh, but he's doing much better now. But uh, <laughs> Did you take a piece off of his uh, body and just see how much he tastes? Just No. 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 I did tell him, though, that it, he, he gets, you know, he puts on the lotion or he gets the hose. I didn't <laughs> But, uh, uh. Um, no, I, my girlfriend and her you. family, they, they, they were great. We stayed with them uh, for, during the week, uh, last week, and uh, I actually came back a day late because the boys were just so burned. I mean, they, they just, they were miserable um, <laughs> for, the, like, the last couple of days, but... Just give him an extra day of rest before I stuck him in a car for six hours. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what. The express tollways are the way to go. I, I oh, yeah, I'm telling not, you. I shaved an hour and 20 minutes off of that drive. Oh, yeah. Because you can go 80 on those. Or yeah, if you want to get run over. Or 85. No, dude. I think I probably averaged 90 to 92. Oh, really? Yeah, on those expressways. And that was just to keep from getting run over. Um by cops so um, <laughs> but uh you know all in all man it was it was a really good trip i mean it, i'm gonna keep going you know uh, i'm gonna make more and more trips down there uh you know eventually you know i, I you know the, the the plan is to move down there on, on a permanent basis but uh you know it i mean it's a great area man it, it really is just it's muggy in the morning but that's that's fine it's been getting um, cold here. It's been like seventy three. Well, like in the mornings, yeah, yeah, before it spikes out. But um, you know, it. You know, I just want to make sure that I've got you know on a personal side. I just want to make sure that all my ducks are in a row, and uh, you know that my boys are are being taken care of, and that I've got you know that I I can maintain the ability to take care of them. But uh, 
you know, it, 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 it was a fun trip, man. And I'm, I'm glad that we took it because we really needed to just get out of town and uh, just kind of just do dude stuff. Yeah, I've, I've here lately I've been doing, I mean, I went to the uh, Spartan race. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And I mean, even going, going around with, with hanging out with everybody, going on yeah. that ruck. And, 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 and I firmly believe, and, you know, not, not to disparage this town or any community, but, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Shepherd Air Force Base is still open, this town would have folded a long time ago. Yeah. You know, and, and it's because you got a lot of self-serving, self, self-absorbed. Well, it's a retirement community, really. Well, not so much the retirement community. I'm just talking about, like, the people who occupy the government and the law systems around here. Yeah. You know, for the most part, dude, they're just self, self, uh, self, I self-absorbed. Talk, self-absorbed. It's called enunciation, Johnny. Use it. Um, well, at least I'm not the only one. Well, you, you have a legitimate problem. I'm just being lazy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, well, no, it's not a problem. You have a legitimate challenge. I'm just being lazy. How about that? So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's for the most part, man, the, the people that occupy the, the, the county and city government here, they're just self-absorbed pricks, dude. And they're just all about what... What can they do to make sure that their name gets put on a building? And it's like, nobody fucking cares. Just take care of the people that live here. Quit it's like people were telling me about the world's uh, smallest skyscraper. Yeah, that, and, that, and yeah. they're they're like, how can you not know that? I'm like, how long have you lived here? I'm probably around about you know, close to about forty years. Well, now forty-eight, uh, thirty-eight. They're like, but, but you've never heard of it. I was like, there's been no reason to go care. downtown. There's, there's, there, up until just recently when they started this downtown revitalization program, there's been no reason to go downtown. No. At all, period. Unless you get your uh, car registered. Yeah. Or if you go to, like, uh, the uh, freaking steakhouse. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I always tell people, they're like, Wichita Falls, where that's, where's that? I said, it's exactly, it's exactly halfway between Dallas and Oklahoma City. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I know where that's at. We pass through there all the time. I'm like, see, exactly. Nobody stops there except for gas, and they do that as fast as they can. Yeah. You know, nobody but stops downtown. Jack Jack Meneville, we were talking about, he's like, where are you from? I was like, Wichita Falls. He's like, I drive through, through there all the time. I was like, yeah, I know. Everybody does. Everybody does. Nobody stops here. And the people that stay here, they were either born here, they transferred in because of the Air Force, and they end up retiring here. Uh, me... I, you know, we, we came here after my dad retired from the Navy, so we moved. he moved back home, brought everybody with him. Not that I regret that decision at all. No, I mean, great. Hey, awesome. But I graduated high school, stayed gone for seven years, and I moved back. You know, and, and this, this, this town has had its claws in me for ever since. That's, that's a lot of people's uh, opinion about this town. It's like, ah, it just won't, won't let me go. And they got all these great ideas to try to, you know, to, to, to build, the, build it up. But I, it just, they're, they're great ideas. Uh, what, what's the saying? Great initiative, but piss poor judgment. Yeah. You know, I mean, their execution on these things is just shit. But uh, another thing, if uh, you're listening and if you're out and about, we're going to try. I got I to gotta talk to the people this weekend. We're going to try to go up to the uh, uh, Comic-Con. 
here in town. Okay. They're going to do another one. Okay. And we'll just do a show up from up there. Okay. We'll do it on uh, Facebook Live, since it's the only thing we can do live. But uh, it'll be in the works. We're going to see if we can get uh, people to talk to us and everything while we're up there. And have, have a fun time. Yeah. Because when I went, the most interesting thing that happened was there was... Eh, I don't want to say it was a fight. I want to just say it was a... A scuffle. They were just having fun. They were, I mean, the whole thing was boring. So we'll see if we can liven it up a little bit. <laughs> like, I need you, Lord Vader, to come over here and sit down. I need Not you, even Anakin, to come over here and sit down. So no tell one me, did, which no one, one of you fucked it up for everybody? <laughs> yeah. No one did cosplay. Nobody? Nobody. That's kind of disappointing. Well, a couple of spurts here and there, but it was kind of... It's kind of boring. And I even mean, then, I, I and, and because it's because it's Wichita Falls, I'm, I'm I'm picturing this in my head. The cosplay was shit at best. No, there's some people that actually do really good cosplay. Really? Hmm. Okay. But they usually go to the big N- ones. Not on the level of. Uh, and I was I ended up Comic-Con. talking because uh, okay. I talked to one of the vendors because she was a, a, a friend from high school, and we'll get into. All reason why we know each other now, uh, but <clears throat> I ended up talking to the voices of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Really? Yeah, because uh, I was waiting on the uh, the people that went with me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, blah blah blah," and we just had a good conversation. They were like, "Do you want an autograph or anything?" I was like, "No, not really." <laughs> she, they were like, "Really?" I was like, "I can't stand your show." And they're like, why not? I was like, it's too drawn out. It really is. It's just too drawn out. See, now, out. If, we, if, we, if we can get people like that on the show, and we can talk to them, we'd be like, oh, yeah, I want my picture, and I want an autograph. As a matter of fact. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> like, I was like, all right, I'll give you an autograph, but geez. Be like, go over there and get one of your, like, Dragon Ball Z Pop Funkos and autograph that bad boy and bring it back. So, yeah. We'll do that because I mean, at least at that point, I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say make money off of it because I'm not gonna turn around and be like, Oh, look, eBay, here you go. No, it'd be like one of the few autograph pieces that I have in my massive collection. Massive collection. Oh my god, friend of mine beats you though. Yeah, yeah, he has a Stanley Funko signed by Stanley. Yeah, yeah, anyways, but. I'm Johnny Skelton. I'm David Dickerman. Thank you for watching Nerd Sports, and you go ahead. Keep it classy, San Diego.